This is the Campus Report. This is the Campus Report from the Y Milbank Studios here in Milbank, South Dakota. Um, we have a, an interesting show today. <laughs> They're falling on the floor, apparently. This could be fun. <laughs> um, Rebecca Tuchert and Brianna Shirts is back with us. Like, straight up celebrity from the original title. Not really. Oh, come on. <laughs> Not even. Not no? even. No. No one knows I do that. It's just a thing. All right. The face bag knows. Facebook, sorry. The face bag? Mm-hmm. Yes, I love face bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite place to stalk people. All right, so you and your brother, Ryan, were here with us yeah. in the summer, I think. Yep. Yeah. In the summer. Um, this is December 28, 2015. I don't know why. <laughs> 17. Um, and, but, but, but she brought a guest, another guest. Yeah. That's not related. But apparently they have an interesting friendship. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, technically, yeah. if you think about it, we kind of are related. Because if you put two sure and sure's together, I'm one sure, you get three sure. So you're sitting with the three oh, sure man. right now. Mm-hmm. And when we get Ryan in the mix, it's four sure. And we're four sure. For that's sure? the truth. Nice. Good work. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, Rebecca, <laughs> you are in what school? So, I go to Augustana University so, in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Is this year one, two for you? Yep. I'm a sophomore, so second year. Um, I'm a journalism major, also a Ooh, STEM hey. composite major. Pretty cool. And you, well, why composite? Uh, basically, you take two of like the science areas, so like biology, chemistry, um, computer science, physics, math, and then you just... Mash them together, and they call it a composite. It's like Glee. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I'm actually majoring in uh, In like singing and dancing. Wow. Wow. Can you sing and dance? (laughs) I would love to see you dance. Is M for music? Is that what that is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like singing, and then what would T be? Um, Tapping. Tap. That's it. Tap. Or Uh, talk. Um, No. And then E. E would be electric. Like, I don't what, know. what electrifying? Electrifying, <laughs> electrifying performance, and then M is music. Music, that's electrifying it. music. That's exactly what it so is. So you're studying like, <laughs> like techno. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Techno journalism. Wow, <laughs> drop the beats. <gasps> have you seen? You haven't seen Baby Driver, have you? No, I haven't. Okay, mm-hmm. so. This doesn't spoil anything, but the main character takes um, tape recordings of conversations and then he puts them into like um, a song that he remixes. So that's what you could do. That's super cool. You could like interview people and take clips of that interview and be like, yeah, I, I could. Yeah, no, no, not happening. No, okay, you just have to see Baby Driver to like see how that works. It's really cool. When they did it, I was just like, no way. That's such a cool element to the story. That's not really important, but it was cool. So why why science, though? You're uh, such a talented writer. Wow, thank you so much. Is <laughs> that a backhanded compliment? No, what, she what is. Oh, my gosh, no. Okay, so because I know I've been there. I've held your hand as you've walked through this journey of, 
of changing your major a few times. Mm -hmm. And I've always been like kind of like on the fence about you being anything but an English or writing major because you're just so good at writing. You have such a natural gift for it. So like, how did you stumble upon wanting to do science in your life? Wow. Uh, well, that's really high praise. Uh, thank you. Yes. But um, uh, I guess just like coming out of high school, I was really uncertain as to what I wanted to do. Um, whether I wanted to like go that Englishy liberal arts philosophy route, or <laughs> if I wanted to stick to the hard facts and uh, pursue like biology or chemistry. When and did so, that? Um, like, when did you start thinking you wanted to do that poli sci world? Like, at what what age do you know? Like the the government yeah. type stuff. Yeah. Um, that was mostly uh, after junior year. I had taken like a couple government classes at that point. Uh, I went to girl state. Best uh, state in the land. Best state. Girl state. <laughs> best state is girl state. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah. Uh, and so like, I guess I got to see kind of, you know, how politics work in kind of a smaller atmosphere. And so I was like, wow, this is something that I could totally do. This is how I can make my difference. I can influence uh, not just, you know, one sector of the world, you know, with a little newspaper, but I can do something uh, with the greater country. And um, so that was that and so I went to school for that and I took some classes uh I did a lot with the election in Sioux Falls things like that um and it just uh didn't work out I guess in the long run I didn't uh have the right personality for it essentially I wasn't too cutthroat I was I wasn't cutthroat enough essentially you're too nice <laughs> not, you're not I was, hardcore <laughs> I was I wasn't hardcore enough to for politics and so I took a chemistry class because I'm like you know what I really miss this I miss learning about uh, like atoms and protons and you know and why birds birds I love birds <laughs> and so like I just uh, I went back to it and I realized wow this is something that I really miss and this is something that I can't give up um, this is something that I can't uh, you know just like leave in high school right and so um, I started to explore different ways that I could kind of mix these two things you know like this liberal arts education with something that's more based in fact more uh researchable I guess based. and research based yeah that's a better word thank you, <laughs> <Got> you. <laughs> and so um, I stumbled upon this program uh, like a couple master's programs that had science writing and so I did some more research and you know science journalism is one of the fields of journalism that I think actually has a better future than most and so um, yeah and so I just kind of like added the STEM major to the journalism thing and uh, just to show off well no not really to show off because it's really hard to like fit both of those things into your schedule but um i realized how important it is to you know uh with journalism it's about relaying the facts to the people because people need to know what's going on in their world and not just you know what goes on in their personal lives and the thing is is that with science you know we're at the point in our society where things are so based in this technological language that if a new study comes out, you know, you can't just read the hard copy. You can't read the abstract because, you, like, the average person is not going to know what's going on. And the thing is, is that these new things that are coming out greatly affect everyone, not just the scientists, the researchers, um, you know, uh, the patients in the hospital. They affect everyone. And so um, there's this gap uh, between language and science. And I think that with science journalism, that's something that I um, have the capability, hopefully, <laughs> you do. to um, kind of bridge that. And to so, dumb down the concept? 
Yeah, well, I mean... really the basic theory? No, no. I wouldn't say dumb it down. I think that... No. People are smart. (laughs) First you say, well, the average person can't handle it, and then you... Not dumb it down, but... Is it just the the verbiage that's used? Yeah, because, you know, like, if I talk, like, right now, at at the point that I'm at, if I talk to a physicist about dark matter, I have no idea what's going on, right? And so... Like, Brianna, do you know what dark matter is? Not really. Right, but do you want to know what dark matter is? Sure. Yeah, and so the thing is is that, like, as I progress and I take more science classes and stuff, I can learn more about that so that I know the language of science, uh, like, just these different subjects, and so I can relay that, you know, by, like, defining it in different articles, you know, explaining these concepts uh, in words that don't necessarily, like, you don't necessarily need a college degree to understand. Well, and I think that's why people love Bill Nye and like Neil deGrasse Tyson so much is because they not only make science exciting, but they make it understandable. They break down the complex new science, whether it's astrology or like the human cell and make it understandable for children and beyond. So, yeah, it's 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 a valuable thing. Yeah. And like my biology class, I just took like this intro to biology class uh, this semester. And the first thing that our teacher said is, this class is exactly like a foreign language class at this point in your oh, career. <laughs> so you will learn as much terminology in this class as you would in a semester of uh, like introduction to German, which wow. is crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Were, so, were they right? Yeah, 100% right. I have stacks of note cards that are like, I wish you could see this. <laughs> I like, wish this was an it's, like, it's probably a solid like foot tall of just note cards of things that I had to memorize in order to understand the concepts that were going on. In an introduction to biology class. It's crazy. Wow. But it's so much fun. You th- and I want other people to be excited about it, too. You're, so, you say you're not hardcore. Right. Okay. <laughs> so you're, you, you are learning all this stuff so you can write about it, not so you can work in the field. Right. Correct? Yeah. So your goal is to not be a biologist or a chemist. Your goal is to understand it so you know how to explain it to people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And where is the outlet that would be like the the pinnacle of that career at the end, like writing for whom? Um, well, the ultimate goal is to write for a publication like National Geographic or the American Chemical Society, mm-hmm. things like that. Do they have on staff or is it all um, freelance? I haven't really looked that far into it, but they definitely, I know that there's an internship, like they have a lot of interns. And so I'm looking into that for the summer. It's hard to get, I'm not getting my hopes up. But that'd be cool. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it? Um, plan to succeed. No, uh, prepare to succeed. No, plan to succeed, prepare to fail. Is that what it is? Sure. One of them. That, sure. Sounds, that sounds really motivational. Like that, yeah. Shoot for the stars. <laughs> right. And you'll land on the moon. Am I, I right? hate that. I hate that. I'm I hate like, it too. Either way, you're going to die in space. Not if you have the proper gear. I am a really positive person, and that was not good. <laughs> I, I just don't like that phrasing or that term Fine. or that quote. You don't I think to. all quotes should be taken from Star Wars. I disagree. Um, uh, I don't Star think, Wars. Is I don't so watch quotable. Star Wars. I know you're missing out. Not- there's there's this great quote that I use all the time, Rebecca. It's do or do not. <laughs> There is no try. Okay, yeah. When people tell me they'll try something, I literally just whip that out at them, and I'm like, yeah. So, because I hate people that are just like, uh, I won't do this. I want people to be intentional. That's good. And so I whip That's out important. Star Wars. Yeah. 
Intentionally. <laughs> you carry it in your back pocket or something? Yeah. As, as a Star Wars fan, I believe, I mean, everyone does who's a Star Wars fan. They carry it with them. I, clearly, I'm not in that camp. <laughs> in their mind and in their heart. I had this conversation today with a, a someone that came in for pictures, and I, I just don't care. I didn't grow up with Star Wars. I should have. I mean, it's yeah. the era that I was young, but I, I don't care. It's okay. It's My not kids care you. about it more than I do. It's and super that's sad. cool. It's super. It's cool. too much of like an empire now. Get it? Em- empire. Em- empire oh, man. Strikes Back. <laughs> empire Strikes Back. She didn't even know. I didn't. But like, mm-hmm. no, it's too much of an empire now. Like, you can't just watch one movie and be like, yeah, Star Wars is cool. Like, you have to watch all of them. Otherwise, you're you're excluded from have, this, this camp. Of you have to people. watch the original at least. Because Why? So you can mock the horrible movies. graphics compared to what we have today? No, it's not just that. It's a fantastic storyline. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, okay, the, here's, in this cool world. Here's the thing I don't quite get. And they did it with the Hobbit series and Lord of the Rings. Okay. Is when you have this like classic that's extremely successful and good for its time was dynamite. And then you go back and try to tell the backstory with current modern people, modern technology. That's silly. Mm. It, it feels like a gra- grasping at straws trying to make it. Oh, we can probably milk something else out of this story. But, but yeah. now, the last couple have been all totally new storylines. Am I right or am I wrong with that? Yeah. Because I've not seen I mean, them, so. they're, like, along the same timeline, but it's, like, getting out of the old storyline, but they still are weaved together, you know? Like, it's ten years later or whatever. So, can you watch the new one and not need to have the others and still get it? Or are you lost? Mm, I, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't really know. <laughs> She's selling this really well. <laughs> you know, one time... I, maybe when, I don't want to sell Star Wars to you because it's mine. Okay, but when we <laughs> were in, like, middle school and the Clone Wars came out, <gasps> she took me to that movie. She made me go with her. No, you wait because you're my best friend and no. you're a good friend. <laughs> no, okay, so we went to this movie and I did it because I'm a good friend, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking you up. I'm a great person. I didn't force you to go. Probably did, And but. I didn't understand... A lick of what was going on. <laughs> and this was a Clone Wars movie. It was like rated PG. I know. But the Clone Wars weren't that great. So it fine. doesn't matter. It's part of the series, right? Was no, that a cartoon? No, not officially. Yeah, that was the animated one. So it's like, uh, it was whatever. I don't really remember that movie much. It didn't I don't really... either. It was exciting, though. It was so bad. Bad. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sorry. Hey, you know what? To be fair, though, you forced me to go to that farm. No, what was that called? It's Farmageddon. Farmageddon. <laughs> you forced me to go to Farmageddon. Okay. It was so good. No, it wasn't. We it was so, so like we learned so much about organic farming. We did. <laughs> and then you were like, "I want to drink raw milk." <laughs> And like it only showed like one side of it. And I, I was know. like, "Girl, it was bad. It was super bad." <laughs> hey, but I haven't forced you to go to any other movies. It's true. We haven't gone to a movie together in years. Oh, that's Aww. sad. I almost took you to Ferdinand. Hmm. But that's true. What is Ferdinand about? It's about the bull. It's haven't about you bull? read that? Child's book? No. Mm-mm. It's um a bull. I don't really know. Um, but it's like a shy bull, and he like basically just tries to like empower himself. It's just I don't really know. 
actually. I could I remember reading it as a child. So does it bother you guys at all <laughs> when they make animals act, look, and feel like humans? Um, no. What do you think mm-hmm. that does to little children? I think it makes their imagination wider and broader because... I don't know how many animals I thought had real personalities and I got to ex- like just kind of like explore what that was like and having like different friends and also I mean that was good. I thought that was fun. But I'm not okay with non-animals having personalities aka minions. <laughs> I hate minions. <laughs> Why? Well, they're stupid. <laughs> so if you want to talk about franchises that are stupid and have blown up Minions. Despicable Me, really? I would agree. No, mm-hmm. they, they branched off and made Minions the movie. Yeah, yeah, and then they just started selling Minions stuff, and it was ridiculous. I saw, I there was like this Twitter post that I made in like 2014, maybe 2015, when Is it, it was still out there. Yes, it's in the Library of Congress, mm. <laughs> archive.org. Love it, but. I was just like pointing out how ridiculous all the minion merchandise was. And so I had minion tic tacs on there. Um, do I, is this TMI? <laughs> you might need a trigger warning for this one. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I was just explaining. And then there was like um, minion feminine products, basically. No. That, yes. They were being sold. That's how insane it was getting. And I was like, guys, this is not okay. Like, minions need to stop. And have they stopped? No. Also, minions was a great gift for a white elephant in 2016, I believe. No, 2015. um, Because everyone got it. And it was terrible. And we all had to, like, trade to not get minions. (laughs) I guess I'm still at a loss as to how that's much different than a Star Wars franchise. Um, Which is... Fabricated absolutely, like, ridiculous, if you really get down on it. Yeah, but, like, Star Wars has so and much weird. more to <laughs> it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. A growling, like, hairy Bigfoot creature? Then a minion that literally What's, just... How is it different? I'm saying that there's much more to Star Wars. The minions at least can, like, go steal stuff, and they can make things <laughs> in a lab... They sound funny. They don't do crap. What are you talking Chewbacca about? Chewbacca sounds like, well. Chewbacca actually does stuff. Oh. Chewbacca has a crossbow <laughs> and he shoots people and he like always, I don't know. It honestly just sounds like you're being an elitist. A you know, little bit, yeah. Like these Minion and these Star Wars franchises essentially are the same things, right? But They've like, grown in their own separate ways and yeah. they attract different kinds of people mm-hmm. and that's okay, right? Yeah. So then why do you have to be an elitist about Star Wars? Oh, bam. <laughs> no, I am because it means so much more to me. And I'm saying that there's way more complexity and thought put into Star Wars than there was Minions. And that doesn't mean that you have to be ter- like you have to terrorize these Minion people. They're terrorizing, Just let them love what they they're love. They're terrorizing me. Are uh, they? Yes. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Maybe I'm terrorized by all of the Star Wars merchandise. You think I don't like walk what around campus you... and see these Chewbacca masks? You don't. And people. You don't. Having lightsaber. You wars literally don't. And... The only possible way you'd be terrorized by Star Wars merchandise if you went into Target in the toy section. Just saying. But instead, I'm terrorized by minions in my residence hall bathroom. Like I have to look at them every day. Did I ask for that? No. Did I, I ask for when I went to like buy my energy drinks for finals week to see a Chewbacca and a what's the guy with the black mask? The Kylo Ren. I am your father. Oh, Darth Vader. Oh, Why yeah. is he relevant right now? He's, 
He's not. Know. He's dead. I don't know. He's just. I thought he was oh, always relevant. Oh gosh! That Spoilers. I'm sorry. Wait. What? Sorry. We're we gonna have to cut that part out of the show. Really? You just everyone ruined it for knows everyone. That. <laughs> Everyone's seen Star Wars, except for you people. <sighs> so then everyone is incorrect. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, no. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> I just really love Star Wars, okay? And I'm passionate about the things I love. And I'm p- passionate about the things I hate, too, which minions Clearly are like, minions. Clearly are minions. And the people that don't love Star Wars. Uh, no, I don't care if people don't love Star Wars. I what? understand. I feel attacked right now. No. no, I understand that it's not for everyone. But, like, when people speak on Star Wars... So are you a Star Wars evangelist? Nah. No. No. Are you trying? Really, I'm not. I don't think I've ever been like, no, you have to watch Star Wars to anyone. I've I've taken her to Clone Wars, but I was also was I was also in elementary school, so. <laughs> no better one. I would just wanted sure. to see the movie you, with my Are you my guys friend. the same uh, same grade? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you, okay. So backstory: was it twelve or thirteen? Thir- or what? Best like friend. Two thousand or eight? Oh, age. yeah. Twelve or thirteen years. Uh, oh. We're at. 12. 12 years. 12 years. So we've been best friends for 12 years. And we've done, like, pretty much everything together. Okay, so here, let, let's go back into high school. Okay. We can go farther um, than that. Well, I don't want to go there yet. <laughs> uh, so b- back into high school, you, um, did you ever think about doing similar things with your adult lives? No. No. Never. Like, nope. was there ever a conversation? Did you, like, talk about going to school at the same place? No. I mean, was that... We had a conversation one time about being roommates, and you said never, because that's how you lose best friends. That's and I true. was like, okay. And I was like, I agree. And she never wanted to go to SDSU, and that was off the table for her. Um, she always wanted to be, like, a doctor or something in science. So, and I never wanted that because honestly, if I took care of someone, they would die. They would die. <laughs> I am not like scientifically inclined. I like science. I like the classes we took in high school, but I'm not good like after that. No. Um, so like, I mean, but we did similar things in high school and yeah. like we have similar likes, but I mean, career-wise and college-wise, we were it was never a conversation, really. No, we kind of just knew that we were going to end up in different places. Yeah. And you thought she would literally say to me, it's the meanest thing that anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> Rebecca, do you know what this is? Yeah. <laughs> I make her feel guilty about it frequently. Every day. Not every day. Okay, every not week. Every, day. every week. Once a month. You know, I just stop in and say, remember when you said remember this that to me? Remember that time? Um, she would frequently say to me that she's going to drop me as a friend once she enters college. And I was like, no. It's just something that happens. It like, is something that happens, but like I is just... it premeditated like that though? Probably not. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just remember like having conversations with my older siblings, and they're like, "Yeah, you probably won't have the same friends. Like, you'll you'll lose contact with your high school friends." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. I'll let Brianna notice." <laughs> And I was like, no, I don't know. I just like felt something in my heart. I'm supposed to tell you that we're not going to be friends later on. <laughs> no, she was really mean about it though. But was this one of the times when you were in the X or that you know that Y Z area of friendship? No, I mean, I, I think you've been telling me this since like fourth grade. No, yes, uh, wow. maybe. It wasn't brought up on a regular basis. No, it was just no, like no, no. When no. we talked about college, yeah, like the future, and yeah. you're like, we're probably not going to be friends. And I'm like, what? <laughs> 
And so, so I look don't at know. us now. Look at look at the happy well, ending. Look I at know us. we'll be friends for a really long time. I just know that deep down in my heart because <laughs> we're too good of friends. We like get along too well to not be friends. It's true. I read this thing on Pinterest one time. Oh man, true. <laughs> Preach it. What is it? <laughs> no, that if your friendship lasts longer than 10 years, it'll last forever. That is not true, I but I appreciate that. <laughs> but Pinterest said. Well, the, the reason Pinterest, I think it's a load of crap. It was in like flowery letters and everything. So like oh, it's 110% oh, true. Yep. Well, I think if we're making it work now, like when both of us are doing very, like not different things, but being very busy in different like sectors um of the state <laughs> not really that far away but um as busy as we are and we still make it work i think we can make it work for a lifetime oh wow <laughs> thank you yeah so <laughs> I, i'm rebecca i'm gonna ask you this because i've i think we already covered this with brianna in the past but um how were you how different was Going to a university, like you were, you grew up in Millbank, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Born here? Yeah, or, yes. Or, mm-hmm. Okay, so. In Ortonville. That's close enough. Traitor! She's oh, a Minnesota. Kick her out! I'm sorry. That always messes me up when I have to like write where I was born, because I have to say Minnesota, even though it's oh. yeah. right here. Yeah. Pretty much. So your yeah. birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Minnesota. Well, that's that's too bad. It changes things. <laughs> <laughs> no, Minnesotans are good people. They just drive weird. Too slow or too oh, fast. that's the problem. Is that's the, the driving? Problem. Yeah, oh, I was going to talk about the gray squirrels. <laughs> oh, that's also yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. Right? That's a whole nother conversation. It is, but Minnesota is a good place. I like it. It is. It, it is a good place. Love those people. They're so nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how? I mean, going through Millbank High School. How was it? Was it different? Was it the same? Did it? What was it? exactly what you thought it would be when you get got to college um i would say it's definitely different 110 percent different uh, is, that, is that possible yes okay so uh, let's rabbit trail for a second when people say anything more than 100 percent, is it really possible <laughs> yes yes really yeah you can have increases that are more than 100 percent. Mm-hmm. so say like <laughs> it's double and then some yeah, I think so. It'd be also- like if I made fifty dollars this month and a hundred dollars next month, then that's a hundred percent increase. Okay, so but if it, I made a hundred and two dollars, then that's a is it possible? Is it possible increase? to give more than a hundred percent of yourself? You can't even access like one hundred percent of your brain, so maybe not. Like if someone, you know, football happens all the time. They go, give 110%. We're going to give 110%. No, you're not. You will die. I mean, if you aim for 110%. You will die. Yeah. Then, it's, then it's you at least land at 100%. Shoot for hopefully. the stars. Reach the moon. You know. We already had this conversation. Exactly. Really. <laughs> That's it's what like, it comes back to. I always like. It's a big circle. Like, for example, like when you study for a test, you aim for 100%. And worst possible scenario you get like a 90 right so and then you're happy because a 90 is okay are you just expressing with well, like anything more than 100 percent that it is actually 100 percent? well because yeah. here's the thing a lot of people say oh i agree with that 110 percent. that cow how do you do this i think it's just hyperbole oh it's got to be that that's <laughs> totally what it is 
It is. But, but, but if we're going into a fact-based field, uh, <laughs> wouldn't that need to be <laughs> exact? Well, you would never use that when you're writing never. in journalism. You wouldn't. No. So, uh, wow, okay. You wouldn't, no. Well, I, I would. I agree, because yeah. when people use it, I want to yell. But you can say it, like, because it's conversation. And right now, we're not journalists. We're people. Well, unless, Whoa. I don't know how Wait bad. Wait a second. Well, Whoa. okay, I don't wear my journalism. <laughs> Okay, Excuse you probably me, have advertising major. Yeah, see, I I don't have to, I have a I wear my journalism badge and I take it on and off. Yeah, because, you do. Seems yeah, to... I do because I can because I'm not a journalism major and I'm not gonna be a journalist and I do not want to be a journalist. Define that. Um, a journalist is someone who actively searches for the truth, relays it to the people in an unbiased, neutral way. And there are, the journalists I know take that into their personal lives, and it's basically a civic duty. And they're very serious about it, and I have so much respect for them. However, that's not what I do with my life because I don't have to. <laughs> do you know what the uh, interweb says journalist is? Please relay it to me. A person who writes for newspapers, magazines, or news websites, or prepares news to be broadcast. Yeah. Period. Uh I mean, says nothing about fact or unbiased or anything. Well, I don't know. I mean, no, assuming Google's correct, which clearly they are. I mean, that was just a rundown of what the occupation is, but I think it's no, so No, that's much, what a journal... Now, yeah. journalism may be different. Well, I think the occupation and then, like, what it actually means to people is, like... Yeah, there's definitely surface level and yeah. then below that, you mm-hmm. know? There's, there's, a, there's a huge... Exactly what you said mm-hmm. is right. Yeah. You know, there's this, like idea of a civic duty of being a journalist and uh you know working in a newsroom on a college campus people do take it extremely seriously um i, I do i swear yeah <laughs> and so for example like even at the college level like if people um are misquoting people um you know getting names wrong getting getting quotes. names wrong uh for example in my introductory in like this journalism introductory class uh, my freshman year, if we spelled a name wrong within a story that we turned in, it was an automatic C or lower. Same. Because mm-hmm. it was it's just such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, this is our profession. Well, and to, so, to write a straight up report. Absolutely. Yeah. If you quote so, and that's a big deal because you're attributing that to someone. Yeah. And so yeah. even uh, we had a, a case of where we had a student who made up a quote uh, for an article that we published. I think this was a year ago. And he was taken off staff. He was encouraged to change his major. And this is a college newspaper, right? And so, like, mistakes aren't allowed in this mm-hmm. field, which is And that actually happened crazy. this summer, too. Um, yeah. The Argus Leader, they had an intern who was in college and... The Argus Leader, in, the paper from New Sioux Falls. Yes, the mm-hmm. biggest newspaper in the state. Um, but they weren't in journalism major. They were a English in an English major. Ugh, why can't I speak? I don't know about they, that. I just thought that I figured I thought they, that she was a journalism major, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She did work for the campus newspaper though. So, but she was found misquoting and they pulled all of her stories from online and they fired her immediately. And that was like two weeks ago. Well, so she was re- misrepresenting herself then. And the paper. Oh, and sure. and yeah. the people that she was oh, totally. misquoting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. like, fact is. Very important. But going back to your this notion that you will take off this hat and put on this hat, are you telling me that you cannot be a journalist unless you have gone to school and graduated as a journalist? No. 
you can be a journalist. There's plenty of people who are journalists right now who do the same thing. They report the news and have the same value system of being neutral and being fact-based. Like, So that, would anything you're doing today be some sort of journalism? Or is this strict but, just I mean, BS? This is more entertainment, <laughs> honestly. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. This is Entertainment journalism? I mean, that's the thing. Or is that E.T.? No. Gosh. Oh, no. That's that's so bad. <laughs> I mean, nah, but I don't know about the hats, but, like, I don't know. I just know, like, because it's not going to be my occupation. Right. It, I feel like I have a right not to let it engulf me entirely. I mean, I still like to believe that I still uphold the truth no matter what I'm doing. Especially when I'm writing for the newspaper, though. But um, is that because you will lose your job if you don't? Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. But <laughs> also, yeah, I don't know. And also, I'm an advertising major, so advertising. We obviously have a slant to our stories because we're trying to sell things. Hello, it's yes. called native advertising when you do it right. <laughs> so I mean, it's like literally impossible for me to carry out the journalistic principles. In, like, everything else I do when I'm not in the newsroom or representing the Collegian, like, because I'm an advertising major. I don't think that's necessarily true. Like, okay. I mean, I think that you can be a journalist. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it isn't really a matter of, like, taking the hat on and off. It's, like, switching personas more so. It's not necessarily like you're talking about the truth. You're just, like, yeah. you're stating your opinion, which is being yeah. a columnist, right? Mm-hmm. It's not fact-based news finding watchdog reporting right yeah it's more so you know the opinions column right and so well the reason i say that and have that viewpoint is because i have so many friends who are student senators and sometimes they like stop before they say something and they're like this is off the record and i'm like i'm not reporting right now like i'm not in the act of making a story they're just trying to cover their butt well i mean (laughs) It's it's a weird relationship, but, like, when we... Obviously, like, I don't know why they don't know when I'm, you know, on the job and then when I'm not off the job. That's always confusing for me because I'm like, obviously, I'm not on the job right now if we're being friends. Like, even if we were, I'd tell them this is for a story and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So that's why I have, like, I'm not wearing my journalism badge right now. Like, I don't have my notebook out right now. That's... Yeah, just because I've had so many of those incidences since being on the college newspaper, but also trying to make friends. And it just so happens all the people I click with are, like, involved and know deep, dark secrets about the college. And I'm like, okay, cool. And they don't want me to know. Honestly, if I wasn't on the school newspaper, I could just be the gossip queen of Augustana. Right? You are so conventional. It's true. It's amazing. It's honestly so great honestly there's a a podcast for you right there it really is but like the thing is is that also i would like to mention like being on the student newspaper like you get so involved not just with the campus Mm -hmm. but with the students on it and so with these stories that you write you know you get your lead at the beginning of the week like oh there's a basketball game this friday i have to cover it that's cool and all right but then you know you sit down with these people and you get to know the backstory and you get really involved. You know, you learn about, uh, if we're just going to follow this basketball story, you know, the community that's around it, the history, um, 
that they haven't had this streak, this kind of streak in 10 years. Um, you learn uh, things about the coach, things that they're trying different this year. And so you get so involved within this story that um, even after it's published, you know, you keep following it. My favorite thing about our photo chief at the Collegian is she literally knows everyone on the football team and she acts like she knows them. Like, she's just like, yeah. oh my gosh, he is so cute. Like, oh my gosh, I love him. He's so nice. He, oh my gosh, this guy actually waved at me and said, hi, Abby. Like, it's like so cute. Like, she's so invested in like all the athletes at SDSU. Yeah. And she like knows things about them, which I mean, is creepy, but she actively takes pictures of them like more than once a week. Probably She just follows them throughout their career. Out yeah. of context, that sounds horrible. I know, right? <laughs> she takes pictures of them whenever they're out in public and she knows she their names. She loves these athletes. Yeah. <laughs> she does. I, I mean, she, but it also like fuels her and her passion for her job so yeah. it helps out because you get involved in more than just a story you get involved in the community yeah and you get a g also it's a good way to get out of the house amen <laughs> like you have to go cover international night okay i wouldn't have done that previously but you get a free ticket in and you're going to cover international night yeah and then you know sometimes like really cool opportunities come up for you to either have cool interviews or cool mm -hmm. stories like for example like when i had that cj ham yeah. interview earlier this year he like plays for the vikings he's he went to augustana um i'm going to the what is it milky chance concert yeah milky chance uh, to interview the guy mm -hmm. uh because they asked us if we wanted an interview and we're like yeah i guess so i'll i'll take a free ticket to milky chance sure i'll talk to the guy afterwards <laughs> i've um i got to interview the provost of sdsu um but i did it in a really weird way we mm -hmm. made paper dolls in an inter interview and it was the weirdest thing but it was super fun like but i would never oh what else did i do someone taught me how to golf um I can, that's the funniest one I can think of. That was the weirdest one. Um, no, someone taught me how to do strength training. Like, all these different things just because I was at the newspaper. I mean, granted, that was through digital because my role for a year was being digital producer of the Collegian, giving context. But um, that was different. It wasn't like writing a story, but I still got to have those fun experiences because I was still, you know, putting news out there. Yeah. And it was all for the newspaper. Yeah. Agreed. Yes. It's great. It's such a good experience. Everyone should be a journalist. Everyone should do something with a newspaper. If they like creating things, if they like adventure. Why with a newspaper? Why with the newspaper? Mm -hmm. well, no, no, a newspaper. A newspaper? I assume it's not the. Well, a newspaper isn't just the physical paper anymore. It's also online content. It's video. It's podcasts. It's anything. Anyone. You can even do advertising with newspapers. Like, it's anything that people use to interact with each other. So you're using the word newspaper as just media. Yeah, media. Okay. Yeah, in general. Do yeah. you feel that the newspaper is dying um, a as a concept? No. No. I think it's it's just changing. Okay. You know, like as all media is changing. Um, I don't think that the newspaper is ever going to leave. I think that we have staples and I think... You know, it's going to get harder, but we have to change with the times. Uh, and that means primarily learning how to use, like integrate social media into journalism. Mm -hmm. Because that's how more and more people are getting their news is like, you know, these these sound bites, uh, these headlines that are tweeted out. And, you know, you don't get the full story when you get the headline. And so that's something that a lot of media outlets are struggling to work with. 
Um, but it's just because things are happening so fast. Do you right? think that's because they don't want to change because their model, they're so invested in their old model? You know, it's just, I, I think it's not necessarily that they don't want to change. I think it's hard to change just because, you know, this is how we've been doing it for so long. This is, um, how we've been doing it since the printing press was invented. Right. And so all of a sudden to have this new outlet of, you know, the internet, social media, websites, um, it's a matter of learning how to adjust because there's no one, um, you know, probably like 10 years ago, there wasn't a digital content sector. And so you have to get these new people and not just uh, teach them the concepts that you know, and uh, they also have to take that and relate it back to online. And so, um, for example, I worked at South Dakota Public Broadcasting this last summer. And so they had recently uh, really invested in this in that, um, you know, taking not just, you know, their television and their radio, but bringing that online. And so it's a matter of not just like having these separate departments. It's a matter of having them all work together. And that can be extremely hard and not just for, you know, journalism. But if you look at any business, you know, getting the advertising people Mm -hmm. to work with um, the marketing to work with uh, the actual producer. And so, yeah, that's definitely true. Um, It's just this new chain of command that, uh, it's not even a chain of command. It's like this this web that you have to figure out. Well, and I think the newspapers that are failing don't have the right leadership, you know, because I think some people are still, you know, stuck in the past. But there's very like if they have forward thinking leadership, they'll be they'll figure it out. Eventually. But that forward thinking almost has to be a, almost a transfer over to a digital media, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And so you I, have to what we've kind of thought of is you have to think digital first and newspaper second it's um, true. so mm-hmm. good news is relevant especially for online and relevant and timely and that's what matters to people and that's how you get people more engaged with that story um and being on a weekly newspaper like we are that's extremely difficult so you have to instead just be like okay we're gonna do post it now or it's going to be on the website now instead of waiting waiting till Wednesday when our paper comes out. So, I mean, that's definitely helped um, as that's going on. But I had another point (laughs) because I worked at SDN Communications this summer and we had those same issues just as like a broadband internet provider and cybersecurity company. Like, how do you, how do we use like our social media accounts to create awareness about our brand, et cetera, et cetera, like stuff like that. it's not just a question for newspapers how digital works, but it's a question for all businesses mm-hmm. and all people really. Like, how do you make you say create, all or old? All people, oh, okay. all people. Like, how do you create awareness about like yourself as a person? Like, how much do you want to expose? Like, what are you saying about yourself with your Twitter account opposed to your Instagram account? These are deep philosophical questions that we all have to ask. Wow, it's true. <laughs> and I think even with um, like all businesses especially journalism, like another problem in that transition is that you still have to appeal to the older generation, Mm -hmm. you know, the people who are roughly 40 and above, you know, they don't read the online content at all. Mm -mm. And so you still have to have that physical copy. You still have to make that, you know, uh, really good. That has to be first rate still because, you know, these are the people that have the subscriptions, right? Right. But subscriptions are falling off rapidly for a printed product kind of across the board and the 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 newspaper outlets that are succeeding 
to some degree, are the ones that really have embraced a digital footprint. Mm -hmm. And without that, I think, because, I mean, who wants an, even a daily paper? When I grew up in Oregon, there was a daily, and then they, I think they skipped Saturdays, and then Sunday was a big, kind of a two-day paper. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, th that's what I grew up on, but there was that, and then there was radio. There was nothing else. Well, then I grew up when you put the CD in the computer, and then that would allow you to dial into your email. And that, that was like the intro to... Uh, this internet thing, you know, the internet was an encyclopedia. That's what it was. It was this World Wide Web that you could go and you could look up stuff that before you had to go to the library and find an encyclopedia that, you know, was mm -hmm. maybe not relevant. And, and but that whole concept now, and I'm curious to know, can we really say that this digital thing is this new thing at this point in 2000, almost 18? It, is it new still? Um, yeah, <laughs> because is it new to you guys? I mean, you grew up in a lot of it, I presume. Well, I mean, we've come. Yeah. Like, I remember when Instagram was new. I remember when Snapchat was new. Yeah. I remember all that. But like people don't know how to use it strategically. And that thought process is new. OK, I that's true. So that's what we're talking about. Like because for any business. They have to use it strategically. They just, like, they're not trying to just use it. They're trying to, you know, have a goal with it. What are they trying to do with their social media? And so the concept of strategically using social media is new. And it's how do you teach that to people, et cetera, et cetera. Like, how do you make a business out of that? Like, all of that. That's the new thought process. And there's so many businesses now that just specialize in, like, counting, you know, click-through rates mm -hmm. or um, managing content or basically like creating content for your Instagram page like people get paid to do that now and that's like still new because that's come about in like probably the last five years yeah. not even mm -hmm. like well, even the last couple to, to really like capitalize on that yeah yeah like it's, it's so it's still yeah it's new I we um in one of my classes, I took a social media writing class last semester. Wow. Who and, knew that would be a thing? Um, I have a social media <laughs> minor. crazy. <laughs> what? That, I have a social media minor, which is new at SDSU. It was new in, um, actually, this year, I think. No, last year. It was new last year. And wh what, is the, like, what is the thrust of that? Is it how to communicate in 140 characters, or what is it, 280 now? It's basically like the strategy behind it because, I mean – writing it, mm -hmm. the phrasing of it, everything, because you have to think about how to basically package that content so people mm -hmm. click on it and engage with it. And then after that, tracking it. So it's not just posting, but it's also tracking, following it, see if it had an impact, and then adjusting, posting again, and then doing that cycle, which is, it's a lot, mm -hmm. but it's interesting mm -hmm. and very helpful, and you have to know it because, and why wouldn't you want to know it? It's new. Like, I can walk up to employers yeah, but it's and not be like, comfortable. I have a social media manner. It is not comfortable. It's it's stressful, and you're never off the clock. And that's what I learned about social media in the past year. You you always have to watch it. You always have to manage it. Do you think in, in, that, in the study that you're doing now that digital advertising works? Yeah. And that it's trackable? Yes. 100%. <laughs> but absolutely, it's trackable. Um, it, 
there you can use Google Analytics. Um, you can use multiple different other sites to literally track where that person came from. Mm -hmm. um, track how long they stayed on your website mm -hmm. so you can see if it's actually having an impact right um and then you can i like track whatever whatever else they clicked on so you can definitely see if it has an impact one of my pet peeves is when i buy something purchase it mm-hmm and then everything from now on, I mean, there's reasons I use ad blockers, but everything from now on is, hey, we saw you wanted to buy this. Here it is. You can buy it here. I just bought it. Yep. Amazon. If you buy from Amazon, they will send you emails tomorrow. Hey, we found this thing you were looking at. Yeah, I just bought it. Mm -hmm. Your algorithm should have known that I just bought that and to stop sending me that again. I just bought it. It's not a consumable product that I'm going to need tomorrow. I know, but you got to do that because some people fall for that. It's annoying, but some people actually fall but, in that But trap. to make this learning, this automatic, this computer learning concept work, don't we have to make it actually realistic and not just fill people's inbox with spam and fill the sides of every page with spam? No, it, there's definitely realistic parts of it, but I think everyone's kind of using the same concept mm -hmm. of trying to be in your inbox. And so... It's not the most impactful way, but there's, you have to still, it's creating brand awareness because, you know, you want to, if you get an email from Amazon, you're like, oh, Amazon. And it's so, stupid delete. I'm going to unsubscribe now because now most don't or else yeah. they wouldn't do it clearly. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, that brand may negatively impact you if they're in your inbox too much, but I mean... That's just your inbox, but what about, like, now you know their name? So sometimes it's kind of the concept of trying to reach everyone wherever they are, wherever they get information, um, and it may be annoying, but that's what a lot of people do. They try to optimize their digital presence. I tried something last summer. I, start, I started it in the summer. Instagram. I despise ads on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I hate them with a passion. I, I if it says that. sponsored, I hate it. So there's a neat feature in Instagram that they haven't taken out yet. You can hide the ad and tell them why. I don't completely hate sponsored posts. Well, here's what I did, though. I All I started doing was seeing the same ads over and over. Same okay. people I follow. I don't need their ad because I follow them. So I started hiding the ad and telling Instagram that it's not relevant to me. I have gotten... It, it took about a month before I started seeing new content, content that I actually am intrigued with, things that I never would have seen before because mm -hmm. they thought, Instagram, and the brilliance that they are, they thought that, oh, you like this thing, so you must want to see more paid posts of that people. No, I don't. I want to see new stuff that's cool, that's out there. And some of it's crap. So every time I see a sponsored ad now, I look at it, and then I either, well, every time I say it's not relevant. But if I like it, I'll go in and I'll follow that, that thing and then I'll tell them the ad's not relevant to me. But what it's doing is it's killing their algorithm for me because they have no idea what I like now. So mm -hmm. now they're just like shotgun blast anything, and it's fascinating because I'm getting some cool ads now, mm -hmm. finding stuff I never would have found before. Mm -hmm. So to me, the way they're doing it doesn't really work because it keeps it so much in the tiny box, and maybe that's the goal. Maybe they're trying to keep everyone in, oh, you're in this bubble? We're going to keep you there give you things that are inside the bubble. Well, I want a lot of 
things. I want diversity in what I see. Well, every person who's sponsoring a post has a target audience. So you fall into that target audience. So, yeah, you're in a bubble. And they don't understand you on an individual person-to-person basis as a consumer, which is unfortunate. So I don't know. But how could they if they don't know you and they're just trying to get your attention? Well, right. But the point is, though, I mean, yeah, they, they you pick where you want to go, mm-hmm. but then a computer decides how that gets there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm just trying to mess, screw with it, and it's really fun. <laughs> I like that, I haven't though. I haven't touched in... Facebook at all because you can I think you can do the same thing I do not want to mess there. with Facebook and ads. I just hate I Facebook hate ads are the worst you can <laughs> actually I don't remember how to do it but on Facebook you can actually go in and see what they're targeting you with have you done yeah, that before I have yeah and you can see what you know this algorithm thinks mm-hmm. that oh, you're yes. interested in absolutely yeah. yeah which is crazy and it's then terrifying. I've seen um I worked at my internship this last summer, I was right next to the social media people. So while I don't know that much about social media, I like learned just from overhearing things. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's crazy how specific, you yep. know, just on Facebook you can get mm-hmm. with these mm-hmm. targeting things. Like, for example, if you wrote an article about bunnies, you can target people who not only like bunnies, but like white bunnies yeah. with red eyes and black spots. Mm-hmm. And they happen to have a grandmother who's 82 years old. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know. I just used crazy. it. It's so weird. Yeah, it, when you dig in, you know, because we rarely, we sponsor things just to get, mm-hmm. you know, certain events that we do here. And yeah, you can really t- nail down. It's terrifying because they only can do that because people have said, hey, Facebook, here's all the crap I like. Yeah. It's I crazy. stopped liking things. Mm-hmm. Because remember when you would like go through your Facebook and you'd be like, I like books. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like skiing. <laughs> like, don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, it's no. Because yeah. they like changed Facebook. I still like the reading page for some reason. <laughs> well, I would like my wife would say, hey, I saw that you liked Walmart. No, I didn't. Well, one time way back, I liked their page. Mm-hmm. Well, then they use that as well. This person likes Walmart, so you should too. No, yeah, I don't. I know that happens. To and me so I actually time. went and I, I unliked some of those things because I don't. Same. And, and some of the companies that I actually use as vendors, mm-hmm. I specifically don't like on there because mm-hmm. that will then throw them in front of my clients. I'm not that. That's silly. That's how I am. But but see that that takes a different thought process. Mm-hmm. And they are banking on people going. Oh, I love yes 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 like like like. And it, that, that's that's the main consumer. I mean, there's how many hundreds of millions of people on that stupid platform? 700 million or yeah, more? It's crazy. I know. Ugh. I know that, that alone is just mind-blowing. But people like it. People like to be connected. And but, I mean, uh, I like being connected to certain brands. I really enjoy some brands mm-hmm. that I like. I like Target a lot, so I'd follow them on Facebook, and I do. And I like their content. So there's nothing bad about that. I didn't say there's nothing bad about it. <laughs> I, I just, for me specifically, yeah. it, it's just like I was talking to a guy the other day about the difference between the Apple operating system and Windows. Mm-hmm. And even like phones, like the iPhone, the whole the whole interface, the, the stuff they're selling. And I, I'm a, I tend to be a tech junkie in that I want to know what everything new is and if it's worth it. So all the announcements, all the stuff, I... I almost put them on a calendar so I can watch them so I know. And it, it's fun to know the new stuff. Well, everything now, 
like the Apple announcements, the entire like push of their company is making your computer an extension of your brain. And so everything that, that they have in there is you. Mm -hmm. So you log in, it uses your eye now to, you know, your face is opens up your phone and you can have fingerprints and then it's you. That's your, no, I don't want that. I want, I want a, a device that will open the software I need and run it. That's it. I don't want another world that I get to jump in. This isn't second life on a laptop, mm -hmm. but that's really what they want. So I'm not the target audience at all for all the stuff. I mean, I use probably 10% of what this phone will do for me. It's mm -hmm. a calendar, it's a phone, and it, I can monitor social media. Mm -hmm. It can do so much more. I don't even, I, I, I don't do it. So it, it is that, but I know the reason that they spend all of their money in that world is because that's what people want, I assume. Yeah. I mean. And they're not, they're not stupid. These companies are not, they're not idiots. Unfortunately, they really know what they're doing. <laughs> they do. It's true. And it's terrifying. But I mean, with iPhones, it's not just like selling like a phone to look at Facebook on. It's also selling a look. Prestige. Yes. I mean, there's no freaking way I'd ever get a Windows phone. And I just like couldn't deal with like the, I just, no, it's the, the weirdness of it. Like, now, now you say Windows looks. phone? Windows phone. Or are you saying like an Android phone? Android. Oh, totally different. There is a thing uh, well, called yeah. Windows. Well, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even get a Windows, honestly. I don't know. But see, like the, the Microsoft, their Surface line of, of computers is really almost outperforming Apple in a lot of things. I'm okay with that. And that's but cool. So phone, why why don't no. they make a phone? If no. if the point is I'm integrated, so I'm on my phone and then I, I put it down and I'm here on my laptop and it's the same content. But I want it to you look like this. You need integration. <laughs> I want it to look like this. Really? I like this. It's true. This is acceptable in society. When I don't, if I don't there have an iPhone. There you go. It's yes, true. That, that, that's I mean, it right that's there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like, if you don't have an iPhone, what are you doing? <laughs> it's true. There's definitely like a, I don't want to say status, but like. Uh, it's a stigma. A stigma that surrounds people who don't have iPhones, right? Yeah. Like, then, oh, or even like in group chats, right? Oh, we have mm. a group chat with 10 people, but we can't add this other person because then everything will turn green. Right? And then, <laughs> then they mess it up because they don't get the messages the same way. Yeah. My friend Jacob has a flip phone and texting him is the worst. I can't text him over 140 characters. Otherwise, his phone was... flips out. Like, but if I text Rebecca, I mean, granted, she doesn't have data right now, but usually it's streamlined, <laughs> it's quick, it's efficient. I can see her typing, I can see her responding. The perils when... of college. <laughs> <laughs> That's her problem. That has nothing to do. But, like, I don't know. I just love the experience of using an iPhone. But why? Have Be you used anything else? Did you ever have anything else? No, actually. I've used Androids. My brother had an Android for a really long time. I probably thought it was the best thing in the world. No, he tell you hated about it. it. Okay. He's an iPhone person now. So, um, but like I hated his phone. Do you know what I want a phone to do now in, in 2000, almost 18? Just make calls. I want a phone that is reliable. I want a phone that will access the web. Mm -hmm. I want something that I can, because I, I mean, I have, I have a vault of data on here, but I have it here because I need it with me. Mm-hmm. And I want a calendar yeah. that is synced everywhere. 
that really is what I want. Yeah. I don't give a rip about everything else. That's what I want too. And so so then and and we have it. The problem is they're putting in so much. I'm happy about it. I like and I love my phone, but I don't want if any. It does okay. But, so uh, no, but, well, I also the want if, the look, and I also want the feel of it. I also want the efficiency of using my Apple products all together because that's just beautiful harmony, and that really just makes me complete. It is true. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. To so you, get your text messages on both your computer. Oh and my you like gosh. that? I love that's so it. Irritating. I love it. No. Well, here's the thing. I lost my phone no. for a month. Yo, why do you own a phone? Whoa, do you, whoa, right? whoa, whoa. you mean like you just misplaced it? No, like it, well, it broke. It, it, it broke. Oh. And so. So you could I, still iMessage through your computer. Yeah. And so like, you know, I couldn't like call home. I had to email this, my. an Apple ad? I had to email my mom <laughs> and say, hey mom, I don't have a phone. So if you really need something, email me. Right? Not that. Oh man. No way. <laughs> but like. It's so nice. It's great. And Apple Music. I use Apple Music. Me too. And okay. dude, like if you have Apple products, using Apple Music yeah. is the best. It's on your computer. It's on your phone. So it's Spotify. It's half, price. Spotify, it's it's half price for college students. I mean, Spotify's so is Spotify is literally the same thing. It's true. They have. It's. I just yeah. want to use Apple Music. Why? I, because it's Apple Music. <laughs> I presume you use well, Beats headphones um, as well. Only because I won them from prom. Okay, <laughs> I would never buy them, but I got them for free. Okay, because Millbank bought me them. Wow, I know, so nice. That stinking post prom committee. Uh, that high school education. My mom. Pays off. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, right. Beats have, headphones. <laughs> but I couldn't wear my Beats in school. Every time Good. I did, because um, I would use them for video editing a lot, and they're really nice for that. But every time I would whip them out, everyone's like, oh, Brianna's has her beats. Oh, you're going to go listen to some rap music. You think you're cool? Like, you didn't just have beats, though. You had white beats. It was between red and white. I white like, beats. I don't like, like, I don't like red things. Red things aren't like Funny what enough, I like to own. Funny enough, right now she's wearing red headphones. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm wearing pink. Your headphones are red. red. Oh, okay. I'm not against it. But like for me, I'm more of a blue person. That's just me. That's just me. So white. That, that's yeah, what like white. Yeah. White's a good color. Also, someone told me, you got to get white. You got to get white. Who was that? Max Schulke. <laughs> she gave me that advice because I asked her because I was like, what should I get? And she's like, you got to get white. Always get white. And I was like, Sounds okay. racist. A little bit. But that's what she told me. And I was like, okay, I'll just get white. I don't really care. But I mean, I'm really like, I, I feel her because like. I only want to get a gold iPhone, and I had to get a black iPhone, and I'm mad about it. Because I really, yeah, it's a black one. What is this? I mean, it still works the same, but I wanted I wanted a gold one. What's wrong with black? It's just black. I want a gold one. Gold's a cool color. Gold. It's gold. <laughs> okay. What people are gold? <laughs> okay. It works the same. It's as good. It's fine. I just covered it up with a case, but I just wanted to. So, okay, th that's the other thing that, that drives me crazy. Why? Is you buy this thousand dollar almost device yeah. that you must wrap in something else. Yeah, but it, or it's else true. it's precious. It breaks. When you when you roller skate, you just don't go roller skating, especially if you're bad, with nothing on. You put a helmet on. You put knee pads on, and you put. Shoulder pads, not shoulder pads, elbow pads on. <laughs> you in just, case you, fall. you just put yourself in the exact same category as a computer. <laughs> wow, there's so reasons you put that on yourself because you're valuable. Yeah, but so is the technology you buy. You spend money on it. It has valuable How stuff on it. How much did you spend on that phone? I don't. Exactly. Mm. 
a lot of money. <laughs> Did you pay for it outright? My no. parents said this is the last phone that they would buy me, which it, which was really nice because I was going to buy it, but then they were like, no, but, it's But fine. you're not going to buy it outright, though, yeah? Or would you? Or would you buy it on contract? Mm, contract. Okay. So the thing in America, we don't know what it is to buy a cell phone anymore. Mm-hmm. We, we, what we do is we sign up for a monthly payment. Yeah. That, that's what our society has, de- has determined we do. Mm-hmm. But I've kind of, I, I, my goal now is to buck that system in me personally, because when you realize that that phone costs you seven to $900, you treat it different. Yeah. But if it costs you yeah, 25 bucks a month, mm-hmm. that's how I get another one. Yeah. It's true. Because like when I lost this phone, I don't have the contract thing. I have this service provider who where you have to buy your phone outright and so i was like oh like i have an iphone 5s like mm-hmm. i'll just upgrade to a 7 because you know mm-hmm. they came out with the 10 so the 7 will probably be a little bit cheaper and so i walk into best buy i'm like ready i'm like you know what i'm gonna spend some money today it's gonna be okay i can do it <laughs> and then i walk up to the lady i'm like yeah i have to buy a phone outright so how much would an iphone 7 be and she's like it's gonna be seven hundred dollars, <laughs> and you choked. And I almost started crying <laughs> yeah. in a yeah. Best Buy because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh god, like that is so much money. I thought this was gonna be like five hundred max. Like, mm-hmm. wow, that's wow. that's crazy. It is, and and the thing is, is that like everyone has these, right? I know. Like, when did it become okay to spend so much money on a phone? That, exactly. That's but exactly. It right. says a lot about you. You're rich enough. To afford an iPhone. Okay, I, I, I it, it might say that you, to some people. Yeah, but but that's that's false elitism. I know it is, but just simply because, I mean, you can get it for twenty bucks a month, twenty five bucks a month. Yeah, mm. you can get the X or the ten, excuse me, for um, what forty some dollars a month. Now, that's outrageous if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Now, that is not your plan. That is strictly to use the device to pay for your plan on. That's silly. And yet, we have, in our culture, this is what we do. If you don't have it, you clearly are subpar, and you are poor, and you're a, a miserable Oh, no one would being. go to the poor. No one would go to the poor. Well, at least I wouldn't. You look down upon. Even when yeah. I just had a 5S, everyone's like, oh, your phone yeah. is so, so small. small. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but at least you had an iPhone. You're not a stupid Android user. It's true. Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> that was mean. But Android, they're so frustrating when you're just so used to having everything work. And then you get green. Meh. <laughs> Meh. Meh. This is probably the best ad we could ever do for Apple. We'll have to call them and see if this oh, works. Oh, no, it's not. It's Are really not. Are you kidding not. me? This Maybe is we'll not get their image. <laughs> It yeah. Fit, no, it doesn't fit their image so their much. Their image but. is clean, not messy, yelling. It's quiet. Sometimes they have a little cool music in there, but also we would need to exercise a little bit more. They're trying to push a fitness element to their brand right now. Exactly. That's the entire reason they have a watch. Exactly. So we, we didn't run in this ad, so it doesn't. Or swim. Or swim. Having oh, I love swimming. that commercial, though. It's so oh. cool. Have you seen that? I don't think so. It's like a kaleidoscope Oh, okay, of okay. Running. We we just have a few more minutes on this riveting <laughs> show. <laughs> I think we need to do this again because we really didn't get into anything. I no, really we didn't. no, we didn't. No, we didn't. I told you before the show. I told you before the show. We have a habit of going from A to X to C 
to F mm -hmm. to G yeah. to Z to Y. Maybe to B again. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but it's a good conversation. That's fun. See, that, that is the whole point. And that really is the, the, a big part of this whole campus report idea is just figuring out what you guys who are went to school here in Milbank and are in college, what's going on in your life. And if it's just a bad think, banter, it's fun. Did we even talk about what's going on? Not in really. Lives? I don't think so. But what, I don't no, think it is it though, all. because I mean, this this whole concept of technology in everything and moving everything digital, you guys are kind of the drivers of it. Like your generation and younger, I mean, it doesn't work for you guys. If you pick up a if you a computer that you have to open and pull out parts, do you guys even have you ever seen inside a computer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Okay. My, my, I deliberately have to show my children because they are growing up on iPads and phones where mm -hmm. it's it's one little thin thing and you're done. You can't touch the inside of it. I have a lot of friends who've actually built computers, which okay. is super cool. Well, but see, you, you, you <laughs> not to be rude, but some of the circles <laughs> you run in are more that, yeah. that let's nerd, shall we say? Yeah. A little bit. And, and not necessarily the, in the bad way. But I don't know if geek would be a better term, but yeah, reminds me of Best Buy. But. I won't get into. There's a difference between geek and nerd. There is, yeah, and yes. one of one of them is is derogatory, and I think it might be a nerd actually. It is, yeah. but okay. So geeks I, then, yeah, computer um, minds. Yeah. So that really is. <laughs> I don't the, know. <laughs> that that really is the um, the overall push with this whole thing is. If you guys are in town and want to just. <laughs> Make your own show. You sure can. Um, do you have... So one thing I like to end always on, since I do, we have about three minutes or maybe five at the most. Um, I think I've asked you this. So we'll start with Rebecca and see if we get back to you. Um, <laughs> right now, what could make Millbank a possibility to return as an adult? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, for me personally, um, ooh, I don't know. Um, the thing is, is that like Millbank is a small town and that's great because it's beautiful, right? The rural life is for some people. And I think for me personally, you know, as a journalist and more specifically like going into science and journalism, there'd have to be more, you know, uh, like research going on. And so, I don't know. I'm not saying that, like, I would never come back, but you have to have a very specific kind of profession kind of to live in Millbank, right? And so if you're going into education, you can return without a problem. If you're an engineer or if you want to work at the cheese factory, if you want to be a farmer, you can come back here without a problem. But the thing is, is that not all professions can make it here, mm -hmm. uh, which is sad because Millbank is a great place. Honestly, I'm so glad that I grew up here because I had the opportunity to be involved in so many things. I uh, lived on a farm, which was cool because, you know, that is what kind of drove me to science journalism in a way because, you know, now I get to not only like really like birds and cows and things but I get to learn about them right I get to learn the inner workings of them but I don't see that uh 
coming back here, I guess. You know, there is a possibility that I could make my own brand and come back here, but that is so far in the future. That's something that a recent grad, like graduate, undergrad, I can't do that, which is very sad. But do you think the possibility of that being the, the, the I can't do it to maybe it's more realistic in such a digital age and get, getting more and more digital, do you think that's, that's more possible P- perhaps in five years? Um, yeah, I think, you know, it is, it's getting easier and easier to build a brand, especially like no matter where you are. Right. And so I think with this increase in technology that we've been talking about, it's so much easier to, uh, be able to live, uh, not just, you know, like in New York or Chicago, but to live in Milbank, South Dakota and still have something really great. And so, um, I think the possibility of coming back here, um, over time, it'll be a lot greater for a lot more professions. And so we really have to capitalize on that. And I'm not quite sure how to do that. Um, Do do you think like um, just good, solid access to to the web is imperative? Yeah, definitely. And I think think we have that. Um, It's just, yeah, we need to give those creative people, those creative types some real good encouragement uh, and support in the community, I think. Um, One last thought here, and you both can chime in on this. 30, well, a minute at most. How important to you guys, to you as 20-somethings, I think you're both in that 20, that second decade, third decade. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) College kids. Um, How important are community things? Pool, bike lanes, parks, golf courses, frisbee golf, um, outdoor activities how how important are those to you in a community they're important but if you don't have anyone to use them with then they're not important so i would say the friendship the community is more important than the actual things but i think those things uh you could argue that you know that's what yeah. brings them together for example this ice rink that they started yeah. 2 years ago that's been huge for the community like mm-hmm. that brings kids out it gets them out of their houses during the winter which can be really really mm-hmm. hard and so i think that's been really good for the community and just things like that in general yeah but i think about like the frisbee golf course no one really uses we that we have a frisbee golf course we have a frisbee golf course oh the one in at Pribble park yeah only sometimes do people use that. We'll have to advertise it. We'll have to play frisbee Ooh. golf. We'll have to uh, target kids on Facebook. <laughs> like with, targeting them in the face with a frisbee. Yo. Whoa. <laughs> Yo. You know what? At SDSU, Barry Dunn, for his inauguration, had a frisbee throw. That's what we should do. We should invite Barry Dunn here. We should have a frisbee throw. We'll make it a thing. Make it a thing. And then everyone will play frisbee golf after Frisbee golf tournament. That's what you do. You got it. I got it. And on that note, <laughs> I want to thank you both for coming in. Um, back to school next week, is that right? Yes. Uh, after the first, out clearly. But yeah. Awesome. Well, um, do come back if you are of a mind, if you're in town again. This is fun. Um, and it, again, th- this this studio is available to you guys anytime you're down, you're around. So if you want to come and just do your own thing, that's what we're here for. So. Yay! Thank Sweet. you. This is thank fun. You so Absolutely. Much. This is the Campus Report. Uh, We will uh, see you next time from the Y Millbank Podcast Studios.